0: Welcome back to another Arsenio's ESL podcast, and here I am today, giving you a nice, a wonderful examination. Guys, I don't know what exactly I'm going to cover, but I know for sure I'm covering reading and listening. This could be extensive, um, and more than likely, it will be. But what we're going to do here, this is an examination for what we've already covered in past podcasts, right? So what I want to do is really start banging out a lot of this reading and listening and different things that I have found that I realize could be very useful for you, okay? Before proceeding forward and going into some of the more, you, you know, in the later stages of this entire uh, season, which is number five. So what we have here is you're going to hear me first, okay? I don't even know where my speaker is. There it is. You're going to hear me first. Now you hear it this at me and I apologize because I am uh, putting some things together. Okay. Now I am back. I'm going to read an article about tourism. Okay. And about tourism being a double edged sword. A lot of you are like, okay, what does double edged mean? Well, it could be, there could be positives and negatives. Now we've already talked about tourism. You've heard the podcast, you've seen the blogs, and now we're getting into this. There are a number of different Podcasts that are coming out, and it's because I have so much time, obviously, because the entire world is on quarantine. All right, so here I am today, and I'm giving you guys uh this wonderful segment. This is gonna be a power one. You guys should love it, will love it, and again, you must engage with it on my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com. Now, with the questions, okay, there's a reading to this article that I'm gonna be telling you guys right now. You're going to of course, read this, listen to it, and which two of the following, A, B, C, D, E, which you will see on my blog, are made about tourism on the islands, okay? So again, you have one and two, you have to choose between A through E. That's part one. Part two, it says which two of the following opinions are expressed by the writer of the article? Now, that's your number three, your number four, and of course, you're going to have to include A, B, C, D, E, and there it is, okay? Not only that, we're going to do a second segment in this same podcast, and you're going to hear three different extracts to that, okay? There are six different questions that you're going to hear. Now, what you're going to do in each of the questions, you have three extracts, right? So two questions per extract. You're going to hear two questions, and there will be three possible answers. A guy's going to be speaking, and you're going to choose in both questions one and two for extract one, three and four for extract two, five and six for extract three. You're going to choose the best possible answer for each, okay? Now, I will go over each one before we get into that, but first, I must give you this huge article on tourism being a double-edged sword. All right, so, in saying that guys, here's your examination. Tourism, a double-edged sword. (laughs) You know what, I should be a voiceover. Guys, give me a job, Give give me a job out there if you need a voiceover coach. Anyways, wildlife tourism has become popular over the last 30 years, and it is widely regarded as crucial for conservation. Can it remain a force for good? or does it threaten the very species it sets out to protect? Let me turn this off so there's not so much background noise. Got my little smart air going in the background. You guys might have heard that. So here we go. They say that tourism is a double-edged sword. While it provides income and employment for local communities, it could also be a source of problems, especially if not managed correctly. A constant flow of visitors can undermine the beauty and character of a tourist destination over time. Nowhere is that more clear than in the Galapagos Islands. For decades, tourism revenues have provided the incentive to protect this archipelago, oh, I hate that word, archipelago, Arch- 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 What? archipelago, archipelago, Archipelago. no nope. Archipelago. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out which syllab- uh, syllable I need to stress. And the uh, fourth syllable archipelago. Archipelago. Yep. That's right. You stress the fourth syllable. I hate that goddamn word. Okay. So archipelagos, unique wildlife. The islands and the surrounding waters are home to giant tortoises, Galapagos penguins blue-footed boobies, marine iguanas, and a distinctive species of finch, the songbird that inspired Charles Darwin to formulate the theory of evolution. The range of species earned the Area World Heritage status in 1978. But tourism is growing. Around 200,000 visitors are attracted to the islands each year. And with that growth come huge risks. The most common form of tourism is sea-based. Visitors typically arrive by plane and then transfer to ships for tours. They then take short hikes on designated trails and may also choose to snorkel or dive. Admirable efforts have been made to limit disruption to the wildlife during these visits. Park authorities, scientists, and tour operators have calculated the timing of excursions and number of tourists to reduce undue damage. However, until recently, few of the benefits of tourism extended to residents on the island. As visitors would land and immediately board ships, locals received little profit. This even led to a rebellion by fishermen who confronted employees at the National Park Office to protest against fishing restrictions in the 1990s. So over the last few years, a different style of tourism has emerged. Nowadays, some 45% of tourists choose land-based options. They stay in hotels or other types of accommodation on the mainlands and take short-distance day tours from there. Visits to the islands have become more affordable, attracted more tourists, above all from the home country of Ecuador, as well as younger international travelers but this too has its downside. A glance at the harbor of Puerto Ayora, the main town of the island Santa Cruz, shows that it is no longer pristine. Hotels and tour businesses have popped up and there is a Disney-style train running through the main business district. While ships are hardly carbon neutral themselves, Laundry is done less. I'm sorry. Laundry is done less frequently. food is measured and rarely wasted, and ships leave no or little to no litter. In comparison, even the most responsible tourists on land inevitably degrade the environment in some way. Perhaps the most significant threat, all I'm sorry. perhaps the most significant threat of all, though, comes from invasive species the arrival of rats as well as ants and other insects has endangered the delicate ecosystems. Possibly the worst culprit is a type of fly which attacks young finches, causing a rise in mortality rates of up to 95%. Every new plane load of tourists increases the risk of these destructive species entering the islands. Since Since its establishment in 1959, the Galapagos National Park and the Charles Darwin Foundation have worked hard to control and eradicate invasive species. So what is the solution? It seems clear that businesses, ecologists, the government, travelers, and the people of Galapagos Islands all need to collaborate to ensure that the wildlife is protected. The livelihoods, I'm sorry, nope, period. The livelihoods of the residents cannot be ignored, but tourism needs to develop responsibly and for anyone planning a trip there are also measures that can that you can take try to buy locally produced souvenirs I'm sorry locally produced produce is a noun well I'm correcting myself eat in local establishments stay in eco-friendly hotels and use resources sparingly and of course if at all possible leave a donation for the conservationist and scientists who need your support. That is your reading. So many things to touch up on. Guys, there is, without a doubt, without a doubt, I say that with great, with great pain within my heart, that tourism and the takeover of it is just far too much. You guys have heard me talk about, uh, in the uh, previous podcast, about Palau. Right? They started accepting four times as much Chinese tourists than there are people living on the island. Thus, they ended up becoming very destructive to the island. The invasive species, like I've already said in the, within the last month, how the invasive species, like here in Bangkok, in Sukhumvit, it could be around 5, 6 p.m., you would see marsupials, also known as rats, running amok on the goddamn streets. Eating out of trash cans and no one in sight to do a goddamn thing about it. It's disgusting. Not only that, but can you imagine, you know, getting ready, you just got food, and the next thing you know, you see a cockroach the size of fucking Madagascar. People are like, oh, well, Madagascar is small. Guys, think of it a country the size of Madagascar or cockroach the size of Texas. Is that better? It's too big. (laughs) That's number one. Number two, it just shows that. People are too busy building all these high rise, beautiful hotels, and they're completely neglecting and and, uh, uh, realizing that we are destroying the environment. This is why the coronavirus, not only that, because there is no such thing as just one virus. Coronaviruses have existed for 10,000 years, okay? Just like there's no one variation to the flu, there are dozens upon hundreds upon probably thousands and tens of thousands of different types of flus out there. Now, it's not the virus, it's literally the environment resetting itself. The environment is telling us, listen, we're screaming out loud. A lot of people would say, well, it's not necessarily the environment, it's the animals. Okay, well, maybe China had its biggest wake up call. And the wake up call was uh, stop eating pangolins because they are endangered species. No, I'm not saying all Chinese are doing this, okay? I'm saying that the people who participate in this wildlife trade, are the ones that need to be held accountable. That's all. And so, yes, I am pointing my fingers at the majority of all African nations because they are the ones that are sending a lot of the wildlife, dead or alive, to Vietnam. And then from Vietnam, they go into Southern China. These are things that we need to consider when it comes to the you know, wildlife and wildlife conservationists. This is what they're so scared about. What happened to the Great Barrier Reef? But, of course, over the last two months since China has been shut down, carbon emissions have been down 30%. The environment is clearing up. I'm seeing birds fly out here in Thailand, which is very, very rare to see. Okay, yes, there is construction that is still going on. But the amount of, of, of pollution and the amount of people and the amount of everything that we continue what, – what was it? The, the, the beach. You guys know the beach, right? It's the movie. Well, I don't think it's so much the beach, but in that little area in the Andaman Sea, they shut it down for about one to two, three years, maybe. Why? Because the ecosystem around, it was taking a massive hit. So yes, tourist companies, they ended up going down the drain. But at the same time, we cannot continue to be driven by greed in destroying our planet. I was just walking down the street just earlier this morning, and I saw 11 beautiful cats just sitting there, licking their paws right there on the sidewalk. Had to hurry up and make an Instagram story about it. So if you guys, well, it's probably gone by now, but by the time you guys hear this, just know that, you know, it's not the fact that the coronavirus is now allowing all these animals to come out. No, it's just the environment was suffocating with what human beings were doing. And now things are, they're shutting down. Italy shut down, South Africa shut down, wells and power plants and construction and all these production plants, to rec- they're shut down. And so now the temperatures are returning to normal. Everything is returning to normal. And this is exactly what we needed. We needed to take a step back. And I'm not saying that, oh, all these people needed to die, no. Well, the thing is, the people, people die from coronaviruses and flus every year, okay? It's just at this, at this point in time, it got blown way out of, the, out of proportion, complete economic reset. I'm not going to say collapse, but it was a reset because everyone's going to be fine. But it just makes us assess ourselves and look at ourselves and say, huh, about my job, about what I'm doing to the environment, working from home, you know, e-work. This is why e-work is very, very important. So. From my perspective, again, looking at it at the, from the Andaman Sea and how the government finally said, hey, that's enough. Enough is enough. Big bravo to Thailand doesn't happen often, probably once every generation. But, you know, they stopped that from happening. You know, encroachment, uh, you know, and that continues to happen based on, you know what, corruption. Uh, but, you know, the the burning of plants, that isn't happening much anymore. Um you know, the, the amount of pollution that's being pumped into the atmosphere is down right now. This is what we really needed to do worldwide. And we needed a coronavirus, which is, exists every year in and out, uh, to come up and make us realize, you know what, man, what are we doing to this environment? What are we doing to our planet? Enough is enough. We got to stop this, or this is going to get worse. So that's my two cents about tourism being a double-edged sword. Make sure Of course, that you listen to that again. Or, you know what, if you guys just want to read it, you can do that also. Now, going into the second phase of this. Okay, we got the questions here. Now, in extract one, according to the man, the biggest advantage of machine translators, what's the biggest advantage? A, they increase business opportunities, B, they allow you to communicate without pronouncing. See, they enable more people to communicate. That's number one. Number two, what do the speakers disagree about? The number of languages a machine can translate, the future of translating technology, or the effectiveness of current machines. So what I'm going to do, I have this audio. It's going to be a nice five five minute and 45 second audio. So you guys are going to have to listen very carefully. And then I'm gonna pause it before going into extract two to tell you the next two questions. And then the next two questions for extract three. Make sure you tune into the exact questions if you want to see them on my blog on thearseniobuckshow.com. So, with that being said, let's listen in.
1: Extract one. I've just downloaded an app for my trip. It may not be perfect, but it's better than me trying to pronounce some incomprehensible nonsense. At least I can just type in a phrase and show it to someone.
2: Um, I've had some pretty bizarre conversations using translating tools before. Once at a hotel, the receptionist typed in a message and it just came back as a string of unconnected words.
1: (laughs) I know, but they're getting better all the time. It's just a matter of more data, more power and better software. Mm. I reckon in about 10 years' time, we'll be able to converse in dozens of foreign languages. No more language barriers.
2: So, will people stop speaking then and show each other screams all the time?
1: No, there'll be an earpiece and it'll whisper what's being said to you. Can you imagine at a party where everyone's speaking different languages? Or business meetings? Just think of the opportunities.
2: Sure, it'll eliminate the need for a shared language. But think of how many languages there are in the world. I can imagine
0: if he speaks. uh, Oh, don't do that already. Okay, hold on, guys. Normally, of course, with my Bluetooth, it is a big, big problem because for some reason, the Mac iOS, if you guys haven't already heard, is a debacle, meaning it is terrible. Okay, I don't know why, but what I need to do, I need to lower it so when it's not too loud, it just doesn't You know, uh, let's just say it doesn't conk out on me. So what I got to do is hurry up and try to reset this before I completely give up. And let's see what we got here. Okay, I think it's good now.
2: It'll eliminate the need for a shared language. But think of how many languages there are in the world. I can imagine if you speak Spanish or Chinese or German, you'll be all right. But what about if you speak some obscure language?
1: Eventually, I think you'll just have a drop-down menu for any language. So it will open up business and tourism to even the most remote corners of the world. Machines will even be able to interpret sign language. So you're talking about bringing people in who may be isolated at the moment. That's the main benefit. So I Extract de- two.
0: I decided that I am not going to tell you guys the questions. If you want to check the questions, quickly go on to my blog. Pause this go on to my blog and then we'll go from there because this might just go out on me again. Hey boy, I'm in front of a very big window and I would not like to toss this right through the window. That would be a very big disappointment. So,
3: I've been thinking about our project on disappearing languages. Oh yeah? Have you heard of Manx? No, what's that? It's spoken on an island north of Wales called the Isle of Man, and yes, I thought we could use this. It's a perfect example of how a language became extinct and then was revived again. Does it say how it died out? Yes, economics, of course. People thought it was worthless and associated with poverty, so they started using English and little by little it disappeared.
1: Right, so we could start by talking about that. But how did they bring it back? Presumably someone still spoke it.
3: Yeah, a couple of guys travelled round the island making recordings, before it disappeared that is, so there was something to refer to. And now one of the main schools teaches in Manx, and the kids just learn English once a week. For me, it just goes to show that you only need one or two people to make a difference. So
1: the children speak Manx at school and their parents learn it too because they want to speak to their kids. But still, there's not much tourism on the Isle of Man and you can't speak it anywhere else.
3: No, but the children have pen pals in Scotland because Manx and Scottish Gaelic are related. But it's part of their culture and identity And it says here that people are choosing to listen to music in Manx. They have a tradition of storytelling, but not in literature, in music. So that's how they're communicating their culture and language.
1: OK, so back to the project, we could talk about language in education and in music.
3: Right, but I think the most important thing is technology. If you think about it, recordings kept the language alive. There are videos online and podcasts. An app for smartphones has been downloaded by thousands of learners. And tweets. The newest word in the language is
0: tweetle. OK, well, let's start with that. Interesting. Interesting. Extract three. Hey, do you fancy
1: doing a quiz? Look at this. What does this mean? Hotel. And this? Turn left. Right. See, here's a system that beats language. It says here that thanks to digital communication, things like emoji and emoticons, signs are replacing the written word.
2: Well, it's true that if you go to an airport or train station, you can navigate your way without any language. Everybody understands the
1: signs for a bank machine or cafeteria. Right, and lifts in public buildings. And if you go to a fast food restaurant, you can point to a picture or click on it. When you think about it, there are new icons all the time, like Wi-Fi. So as people travel more and tourism increases, maybe there'll be more icons, not just in transport hubs, but in cities too. Perhaps this is the new global lingua franca, not English or Spanish or Mandarin.
2: It certainly makes travel easier, and I can imagine it would help people moving to a new country. They can find their way around, find the local amenities. It would take away the urgency for learning a new language, and perhaps reduce communication breakdowns. But that's not the only reason for learning a language.
1: You mean for work and things?
2: Not just for that. I mean, one of the most fun parts of travel is interacting with people. Even if you say just a few words like hello or thank you, you can't replace that with signs. There's no substitute for the skill of knowing a
0: foreign language. And saying that, guys, that is uh, the end. So very very fascinating stuff. One and first and foremost again guys, go to extract 2 3 those questions are available on the blog. But I just want to touch up on extract 1. I think it's very very fascinating to hear from two different perspectives about, you know, how technology could be useful but could also destroy the need of, you know, communicating or learning the language. This is what I was so scared Or this is why I'm so scared about translating services in general. Um, Again, having a translation, by all means, I think it is extremely important. When I first moved here to Thailand seven years ago, I only had my iPad. Google Translate was non-existent at the time. This was May of 2013. If it was, it was just terrible. And I remember I was trying to, uh, I was craving rice and chicken. And I'm over here trying to use this translation service with a broken application on my iPad at the time. This is probably like gen one iPad. I bought it back in 2011, just after, or just before Steve Jobs had died, I believe. And I remember, you know, we, uh, after about five minutes of conferring and trying to figure things out, you know, we realized or she realized that I wanted Cowpuck Guy, which is basically stir fried uh, rice with chicken. Okay, that's, you can get that practically in any, in any country. But um, in saying that, yes, it is very easy to use those types of translations. Like if I go to Japan, um, you know, and I'm not in, you know, I'm in a hurry at the airport and I'm trying to find a gift, you know, using Google, typing just a couple of words and showing someone inside of a store, extremely useful rather than trying to communicate. However, in a meeting, using translation services, I'm completely opposed to that. I think um, communication is everything. You can't just communicate through Google Translate. And especially if you write a paragraph or a sentence, you need to know how to communicate. So using translation services for emergencies, absolutely. But for communication over the over like, I don't know, over like a minute or two minutes, anything more than that, I think uh, that is not good. So that's just my opinion. I would love to hear some of your opinions and whatnot, guys. And again, if you guys are interested in the business English podcast. I have an interview on there and I'm going to be having more interviews on there uh, in regards to building a lot of things, investing, looking at different ways that you can make income online. You guys are going to love that. Okay. It's not so much just, you know, English in general, you do get a lot of vocabulary. You get different accents, but you're also learning about life through a language. That's the beauty of the business English podcast. So if you guys are interested in that, Go on ahead and go over there and as always, I hope you love this gateway to exams assessment. You guys would like to have more of these. I probably and possibly will have two more to sum up this whole thing. But again, we still have a long way to go in this season. We're gonna be going up to possibly 250 episodes. Oh yeah, baby, we got a long way to go because right after this, of course, is the Business English Podcast. So again, I know that you guys are interested in some of this. It's not so much just business, 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 but you are learning a ton through that. And again, depending on what you guys and what areas you're going to be going into, these are going to be really, really good for you. So in saying that, guys, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more Over and Out.